Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You begin the column by saying much of the high-profile Republican defectors for the Donald Trump campaign uh, has uh, has really made an, had an impact on uh, on the advertising or the anti-Trump advertising. Can you start on, with that, please, and tell us what what's going on as far as that's concerned? Yeah, hi. It's great to be with you. Thanks for having me today. I think the uh, the Lincoln Project, which is run by a bunch of high level. Republicans and former Republicans who were active in the George W. Bush or John McCain or Mitt Romney campaigns have been very aggressive at going after President Trump and have gotten a lot of attention in in this recent election cycle. But what we're seeing in our data is that the defections away from Trump are not actually really historically all that notable. And what's actually interesting that we're seeing this year is that Biden seems to be doing a good job getting Democrats to coalesce behind him. So uh, much better than Hillary Clinton did in 2016, obviously. Yeah, a little bit better. Um, And I think that's partially because Joe Biden has this relatively sort of neutral persona where there's not really anything about him that offends people. And because Donald Trump is such a polarizing figure that people are so angry about his presidency that when you combine those together, that really Democrats are more mobilized by their hostility to the president than it is necessarily by their attraction to to Biden. But Biden actually has been relatively savvy at sort of charting this sort of middle path of not really doing anything controversial, even though partisans seem to get really fired up and want him to say, you know, inflammatory things, being sort of neutral allows him to be a safe landing spot for all the people offended by the president. That's very interesting, given that it's 2020, and we have all the other activities that are going on and all the other considerations like uh, like the pandemic. There was a lot of talk in 2016, and I've heard more of it recently, about the undecided voters in, in the U.S. and then the swing states. What's happening as far as the undecided voters are concerned, and what's happening with the swing states? Yeah, so in 2016, Donald Trump famously now, sort of came uh, from behind and surprised everyone to win the election. And a big part of that story was actually undecided voters. In the last week of the election and going into Election Day, there was still actually a really large block of Americans, somewhere between 10 and 15 percent, who had made up their mind who they're going to vote for. And that margin was certainly bigger than the lead Clinton had over Trump. And what happened is a lot of those people in 2016 ended up voting for Trump, ended up pulling the lever for him, sort of wanting some sort of change, not liking Hillary Clinton. There's a lot of reasons why. Um, And what we're seeing this year is that there's a lot fewer undecided voters, maybe half as many as we saw in 2016, somewhere between 5 and 8 percent compared to 10 to 15 percent. And they're splitting evenly between Biden and Trump at the moment, which suggests it's going to be a lot harder for Trump to repeat his 2016 miracle of pulling all these late deciding undecided voters into his camp and making up that margin because now the margin's larger and there's fewer undecided voters and those undecided voters are splitting evenly between the two candidates. Uh, the numbers are fascinating uh, and and you're right in your in your piece on Global News according to Reuters Ipsos polling and this takes us back to our beginning of our conversation just 3% of likely democratic voters say they plan to vote for Trump while 7% of Republican-likely voters 
plan to vote for Biden. So Democrats are sticking, sticking with Biden in larger numbers. And the defections, of, I'll ask you this, how significant are those defections from the Republican Party to, to the Democrats at 7%? What does it mean? I mean, it's never good to lose people in your own party, party, but that's not significantly different than we saw in 2016, where Trump lost about 8% of Republicans. So he's really at about the same place. The thing that's interesting is that Hillary Clinton lost 8 or 9% of the Democrats to Trump, and Biden seems to at this moment only be losing about 3 or 4%. So he's really done a better job of coalescing dem- Democrats behind him. And then we combine that with him doing a little bit better among the few independents that remain than Trump is. That's really what's contributing to Biden's sustained margin in the polls. Has Joe Biden been more effective or maybe efficient at not becoming the foil of Donald Trump to the extent that Hillary Clinton became, particularly toward the end of the 16 campaign? I think yes, and I think the data tells us yes. Hillary Clinton was a historically unpopular presidential candidate. Her favorability ratings were underwater. That is, more people disliked her than liked her. She's the least popular candidate except for Donald Trump ever. And Joe Biden has generally been able to stay above water with more people who like him than dislike him. And his numbers haven't really moved appreciably since the campaign really began in earnest the summer. Uh, And I think that's uh, really because Joe Biden has been able to sort of chart this path of not becoming the story. You know, he really if he has one defining characteristic, it's just sort of his general decency and empathy. And at a moment right now where the nation's wrecking with reckoning with coronavirus and over 200,000 people who've died and the economy still struggling, that's a nice position to be in and not having any other strong policy positions has really allowed him to be a beneficiary of the people who are just angry at Trump. You know, when it, when I when I look back to the primaries, the beginning of the Democratic primaries, when Joe Biden at one point was essentially written off, he was gone, he was yesterday's news, and now here he is, um, according to most polls, ready to assume the presidency of the United States. That really speaks to what you've written about in the piece. He's just been very resilient. He has been, yeah. He uh, he didn't do very well in the first couple of primaries. He went into the primaries, though, in sort of the leading position. So, you know, he ended up actually coming out of it sort of how he entered it. But, yeah, it was definitely a bit of a roller coaster. And I think, again, it's really about Joe Biden sort of being this antidote in a way to Donald Trump. And it's not more combative. It's not sort of like Bernie Sanders, who's who's combative, or Elizabeth Warren, who's combative. Um, you know, with you know interesting interesting policy positions and stuff, but but Joe Biden is just his campaign is really just based on empathy and decency, and people have sort of seen that as a little bit of an antidote to the Trump era. If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.